like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, at liveonfourlegspodcast and on Twitter, at liveonfourlegspod. braved the coldest New Year's Eve in the history of Green Bay, Wisconsin to witness the 1967 NFL championship game between the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers. The mercury has dipped to minus 15 degrees, winds gusting at 18 miles per hour as we approach kickoff. That makes it the coldest game in league championship history. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And today is going to be a cold one. Put on your burning mittens and cross your legs because we're doing the ice bowl, the frozen tundra. We're not at Lambeau Field, but we're in Alpine Valley, same state in East Troy, Wisconsin, doing the infamous show that was 28 degrees by the end. And uh, I'm already getting some chills. I got, I got the heat up to like 73 in here, and uh, I'm still feeling a little cold just talking about it. But you know, this is this is how you warm up. You kind of talk about some memories, and and you talk about things to keep you to keep you away from the cold. So let's let's just dive right into it. Randy Sobel over here, John Farrar over there. Hello, and John. Uh, first, right off the bat, what is the coldest event? And and you've done. You've done curling events, and you've been in and around curling for for a while. But mm-hmm. what is the coldest event that you remember going to? Whether it be a football game, a, an October baseball game. The Braves play a lot in October. I don't know if you've been to any of those games. Yeah, it's, it's the, the thing is down here. It's still not really cold in October. Right. It's just kind of it's just kind of balmy. Like it might be in the sixties. You know, it's nice. Um, there is, you mentioned the curling thing and yeah, I've been, I've been doing that for a while that there's one ice rink. I think we were at in North Carolina where it was, it was probably 18, 20 degrees down the ice. And that was, that was rough. Cause I usually play the, uh, I, I don't usually run it up and down. People are familiar with curling. If not, you know, skip 30 seconds, but, um, 
people, you know, you do the sweeping up and down, so you get to warm up a little bit that way. But I'm usually down at the other end calling the shot, so that was uh, that was a little rough to get through. I was I was definitely ready to to get off when our game was done. So yeah, by far. I mean, down here, you know, we're in we're in the south, like doesn't really get that cold. Even today, it was. It was in the the high fifties, early like low sixties. Oh, so we we're fine. Love high fifties. Yeah, I I I think now I I've had some outdoor. I couldn't think of any concert ones. That was a little bit difficult to kind of come up with because all the concerts that I've been to in around October or April have been inside. And I, maybe I went to one late September Jones Beach show that was a little bit cold, or maybe it was rainy, and I I just it's not in my head. But the events that I've been to the worst, the absolute worst was two years ago when I went to the winter classic at City Field. Uh, and it was 20 degrees, but the wind chill made it feel like one degree. And one that's the, that's the outdoor hockey degree. game, right? Yeah. 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 So, and I've been to two, the first one I went to, they actually had to push back. It was supposed to start at one, but they had to push it back because the sun was too bright and it wasn't, it wasn't good for the ice. So that ended ended up starting later in the day, and that that wasn't really too bad at all. I think it was like forty degrees or something out, and and that if you're not familiar is is played on January first. So yeah, the, at City Field that was a bad one, and and I think my wife's phone froze. It was either it like went cold and it couldn't work. I I can't quite remember. We were just sitting there, bundled up to the nines. We were just miserable, just like couldn't move just like basically the only thing that moved were our eyes just watching the game and and thankfully wouldn't have to move our heads around because we were kind of on on one end uh facing one side so yeah that we could not wait to get out of that game and be you know (laughs) just be away from the cold but i've also been to a jets patriots game at foxborough and there was uh, the night before there was a blizzard so we were basically sitting on snow mounds. That was pretty awful. And that those are the those are the few. Those are the few that really stick out in my mind. But since we're talking about the ice bowl today, you know, we can't neither of us were there, so we got to bring on somebody that was. Somebody that has the experience. So we call upon our patron Kirk Walton. Welcome to the show, Kirk. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, guys. It was uh it was a memorable night on October 8th. <laughs> 2000 to say the least yeah uh, and, and i can't wait to share some of the memories and everything but yeah just just hearing the, the events and everything that you guys have been doing i mean yeah i i'm uh you know this will be the first i'll, I'll mention this but i'm a lifelong minnesotan and um yeah have been to my fair share of cold events over the years and of course you know we uh you know moved indoors uh the the uh, vikings moved indoors in 1982 uh, but even before that, when I was very young, I uh, went to a couple of those games with my dad at the old Met Stadium and um, very, very cold, uh, you know, and even have some distinct memories of like bundling up, uh, you know, for that and everything. Uh, coldest event that I've been to as a spectator was like you, an outdoor hockey game. Uh, the Gophers uh, had it was the first outdoor hockey game at TCF Bank Stadium, which is where the Gophers football team plays. And they played Ohio State. And that night it was four degrees, I believe, is what it got down Ooh. to. Um, but even worse than that, I have run, well, it was supposed to be a half marathon, but the morning of they shortened it to a quarter marathon because it was get this 18 below. Oh, and my wife and I had trained for this thing and we were like, 
let's do it. <laughs> it's only six point whatever, six point five five miles now or whatever. Let's just let's just do it. And I tell you, like you, because you're still kind of sweating, but your sweat freezes the second that you it, it comes out of your pores, basically. So by the end of it, both my wife and I looked like Santa Claus or like a, you know, kind of like a, a shorn Santa Claus because we had these ice beards. <laughs> oh, God. It was absolutely crazy. I mean, like. You know, and 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 John, I I also uh, do curling as well. Okay, uh, and it's cool. nothing like that. I mean, it, it was just like it, it was it was so cold. And you you run indoors the second you're you know across the finish line and everything. But yeah, I mean, you're just it 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 was absolutely insane. Uh, the ice bowl wasn't that bad, but but certainly. Um, uh, it was unexpected as far as the the temperatures and everything. And I look forward to talking with you guys about it. Wow. Yeah. Let's let's dive right in because. So why, why, why even for them who are not cold weather people, it doesn't seem, you know, Ed spent some time in Chicago, but really a lot of his life was spent in San Diego and, and Seattle's weird because it's, it's North, but it, it doesn't get that cold there. It's mostly just rain and like, it's on stays the ocean. like yeah. 30 forties. Yeah. It, it's not that bad, but like, isn't it weird when you get the touring schedule and you see Alpine Valley is the venue in early October for this. And they did a couple of these. St. Louis is another one. Got to be cold. And and granted, like people in Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, you know, at the time, I, I, I don't think the Brewers or Twins had outdoor parks and, and the Twins do now. But like it's probably more comfortable for them. But what are you thinking when that's on the schedule and you're like, okay, we got to get tickets cause it's close, but are, are you worried about it? I mean, it was unseasonably cold, even for, even for that part of, you know, even for, you know, Southern Wisconsin uh, for that time of year. I mean, we, we didn't even remotely think that this was going to be um, you know, the, the weather was going to be that cold. Um, I mean, and my birthday is right about the same time every year. And I can tell you, you know, I've had uh, birthdays in Minneapolis and, and where, where we are in Minneapolis is certainly even further north than, um, than where East Troy is. And you, you could be in the 70s, uh, may, probably not the 80s, but you could definitely be in the 60s and 70s in early October and, in, in, um, you know, in Minnesota and Wisconsin and everything. So I, we didn't even remotely think this was going to be a possibility. And for us, it was a big group outing. Uh, one of my friends was getting married. So this was actually our bachelor party. Ooh, uh, so we've cool. been planning it for weeks and or weeks, I mean, really months. And it was just like, Hey, this is what we're going to do for Nate's bachelor party. So we went, we went and played paintball in, um, you know, just kind of uh, just, just a little ways across the Minnesota, Wisconsin border, uh, on the way we stayed with my best friend in Milwaukee and going into that weekend, I remember us like, guys, it might actually be a little cold. I mean, we, we were thinking when we were playing paintball, we were just going to be in like a t-shirt and shorts and stuff like that. And she's like, no, we might want a little bit more. Um, and it wasn't particularly cold until that day. And as we we're looking at the forecast and everything, we were like, man, you might, you might be best suited bringing, uh, you know, a, a, a warmer coat. And uh, to be honest, all of us were so underdressed for that show because none of us even realized just how cold it was going to be. And I, I, re I remember it was, it was even much colder than even the forecast. I think the forecasts were coming in at like the thirties and forties, but yeah, it was. It ended up being, as as you know, much colder than that. Even right, right. So preparation for this, like you get to the day, 
and you're looking at, you know, either the weather channel or, or whatever. I was going to say your weather app, but nope, you weren't looking at that, like, or the newspaper, <laughs> maybe even the newspaper. So when you find out what the temperature is going to be, like, how do you just adjust to it? And they're like, okay, uh, yeah, we're not going in t-shirt and shorts here. No, I mean, you just, you, you pretty much find whatever you can. I think, uh, and I, I can't remember if we ended up borrowing some things from my friend Dave or what, maybe borrowed some blankets or we just, you know, we luckily had some, some things in the cars or whatever, but yeah, it was, it, it came as a surprise to everybody. I mean, I think, you know, I remember I had like this fall jacket and it was definitely not, uh, I didn't have a stocking cap or anything like that. It was definitely not warm enough <laughs> you know so um were you you weren't wearing a beanie that night am i am i am i taking that right i think i just had a baseball cap on just a typical just yeah, baseball cap wow. and i just had my hands probably in my my coat pocket the whole time like i said because I, I think it, it really just kind of came out of nowhere that it was good that it was that cold like we we really did not prepare very well i think we left on an early saturday morning did the paintball thing uh Got to Milwaukee, middle part of the day. You know, it's, we all just you know, slept on my buddy's floor at that point, I think. And, uh, you know, woke up, watched football the next day. And then we were kind of, you know, yeah, watching the news. And uh, I think at that point, I mean, yeah, you, you could go to like, you know, the weatherchannel.com or something like that on, on our friend's <laughs> computer. None of us had phones because it was 2000. Right. So, you know, it was like, yeah, this is this is really going to hit us and everything. So I, I do remember us being, you know, again, uh, I think seven, eight dudes just like, cuddling with one another on the you know the, the yard of alpine valley or the lawn of alpine valley as we're watching the show when you got to the venue was it like you could obviously we you know with the beginning of the show like you can see their breath and you see the band kind of bundled up when did it when did it become like were you ever worried that they were gonna like cancel the show or postpone it anything like that because you know, it's it's hard to keep instruments in tune. I got to give a shout out to these to their guitar techs and drum techs because this this could have been a disaster. Like it, they, it any kind of gust of wind or any kind of cold snap will will knock an instrument out of tune. Was there any any thought that like maybe they're not even going to play the show? I don't know if we ever had the feeling that they weren't going to play the show. I certainly would not have blamed them for just running through the songs not doing a lot of talking uh just you know getting in and out of there 15 16 songs you know a much shorter pearl jam show and calling it a night i don't think anyone would have um would have blamed them for that and frankly i'm sure there's probably some in the audience that would have maybe said like hey that, that's great uh because i you know i'm guessing there was probably uh you know a, a fair number of folks that that left early just given the the temperature and everything but this just really goes to show you when you when you have a show in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I mean, people from our neck of the woods here, we wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> that is just like, you know, like I said, I mean, running a, you know, a, whatever, in a running event in 18 below, it's just like you, you hear that and you're like, God, are you freaking insane? It's like, no, it's, it's badge of honor, man. Badge of honor. <laughs> so like being at that show and just like sticking it out, it was just that sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, we expected the band, you know, could could shorten things up and everything. But um, as it turned out, it ended up being a really good 
show, all things considered. Legendary. It's still one that people talk about as, you know, being just kind of in this lore where, you know, they played in this frigid temperature and they kind of played nonstop. Like you, you kind of said, it, it wasn't this stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. There are so many points where there are four to five songs in a row here and we'll get into all that. And it, it's kind of incredible. And I think that goes towards just sort of the you know, the, the demand that this bootleg had and, and the interest that it's gathered well past 20 years that it, it's been out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, we, and we, we had talked about this on the profile show, you know, just like um, the state of Wisconsin has had an inordinate amount of name shows when you think about it. I mean, <laughs> hosting both Pearl Jam 20 nights and of course getting the yield show in Milwaukee yeah. in 2014, and then the Ice Bowl. I mean, these kind of like legendary shows for a state that doesn't necessarily have like a direct tie-in to the band. I mean, no one's from Wisconsin, um, the Wisconsin, but it's not like it's, you know, it doesn't have the same lore as say Philadelphia or, you know, Seattle, of course. So just the fact that you have these kind of four historic shows of, of sorts that, that have all happened in Wisconsin is really pretty cool. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I love that. I love that that almost every location that they played multiple times has kind of a story to where they played and how they played. And, and you could really do evolution episodes and discussions on just specific areas that they played. I really like that aspect about that. And I'm glad that, yeah, a place like Milwaukee and Wisconsin, they they do have that history. And it's kind of, it's a feather in your cap, just kind of like how I'll, I'll mention about, you know, the great great stuff that, that's happened in Hartford. John mentioned about the great stuff that's happened in Atlanta. You have this kind of hometown pride uh, in that sense that, you know, they did something really special that they usually don't do anywhere else so let's uh let's dive right into the show and like john was saying before you see ed in the beginning and he's just blowing on his fingers and he's trying he's moving around he's getting the blood going you know this they don't know how this is gonna go they're not sure what direction this is gonna go in but you start off with of the girl thinking this is this is a mike song and this is one that mike is going to go off on do you think that the idea here is let's get mike's fingers warmed up a little bit and see if uh you know just just get him a little loose because you gotta think like with it being that cold and you know they're probably in a in a warm space with space heaters and everything like that before it started but 
his fingers at, at times in the show. They play songs like Dissident and and lots of songs where he just goes off on. His fingers have to be freezing off at some point. If I remember correctly, I think he had these gloves on that had like the fingertips cut out um, or he put <laughs> them on during the course of the show. I, I, I was trying to go back and look at some of the videos and of course the video is really tough. Yeah. Oh, the video is terrible, uh, yeah. which is which is really too bad. I mean, it doesn't even like the video was taken, I think, just specifically so you can hear the songs and it had not. I mean, they, I think it only shows the screen like 10 percent of the time. Yeah. It's not so, of course, good. I mean, it's terrible, it's, which is which is too bad. Um, but uh, of course, uh, touring film has this has dissident uh, from from that show and everything. So I think anyone that would really want to capture just kind of what it felt like on stage and everything. And yeah, I mean, you could absolutely you can see everyone's breath. Uh, it's it's crazy. But my 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 friend Nate was like, I I remember distinctly Mike having these gloves with just the fingertips cut out and everything. And you know, probably just keep the rest of his hands warm. But obviously, you can't really play a guitar with gloves on. I'm guessing I mean, Mike probably could, but. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was that that first song. I think what really hit us, and, and granted, you know, this is you know the binaural tour. Binaural had come out just not very long before that, and I think for a lot of us, um, you know, even 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 us diehards and everything, you know, binaural is probably the album that at this point we had listened to by far the least because it's you know the newest. And I think you know, kind of at the point in our lives when maybe we we weren't listening to. Uh, you know, binaural the way we would have listened to No Code in college or, or 10 in high school or whatever. So we were like, hey, this song, this is familiar. I don't really totally know what it is. They're like, oh yeah, it's a song off of binaural. It said, of the girl. Yep, yep, that's it. But I think at that point, we were all just like so enamored by the fact that here they are on stage and you can see their breath and Stone and Mike are wearing stocking caps and Eddie's bundled up and everything, and you could tell he is really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think we aren't even really focused on the song at this point. We're just kind of looking at these, you know, poor five guys down on the stage and everything, and just like, oh my, this is. And 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 as we talked about, I mean, we we wouldn't have been surprised. I think at that point, if they would have they would have called the show, uh, you know, earlier, just you know, sped through it pretty quickly and everything. I mean, so it was just this kind of like shock that this show is happening and and. I don't think we were afraid that it was going to get canceled, but it just kind of hit you all of a sudden. It's like, those guys are not having a good time up there. <laughs> and actually, it, it looked like Oceans was cut, right? This this show was supposed to begin with Oceans, and that that's a slower one. They, they wouldn't have made it through that one without freezing. Oh, yeah. I, I think this was a, a good one to kind of get you warmed up and kind of get McCready a little bit loose and kind of get the band kind of moving around a little bit, get the blood flowing. I think that, that was a perfect perfect one to start off with here but did you did you happen to see uh supergrass opened how did how did supergrass take this do, do you did you watch them or i hate to say this um and, and nothing against supergrass i like supergrass i i don't honestly remember much about that and i'm guessing we i think kind of laid out our our we we kind of um stick stick out our territory and you know east troy um you know it's again wisconsin people are nice and uh, I mean, we, I think, threw our, our blankets down or, or whatever we had uh, to, uh, to kind of hold our spots. And we went inside the pavilion and I think we just drank as much as we could probably <laughs> at that point. Uh, and I honestly don't remember if because I think I think, you know, a lot of us were thinking, hey, if this is really a cold night and, you know, as we talked about, we weren't particularly <laughs> as prepared as we should have been. Um, 
no offense to Supergrass, but it's like I I, I think I'm going to stay warm and and yeah. not not waste the, the cold on on you know a band that we didn't necessarily come to see. Probably a good call that you made for sure. So you follow up of the girl and you get into just a banger of hell hell here. Just one of the fastest versions that you can imagine. That sounds really heavy on it, and like by listening to it, it just doesn't feel like you're able to tell how cold the temperature was. They are running through it as they would run any arena show song. This feels pretty normal, but it's it's super tight as well. Listen to this bootleg, and, and this will be a, a recurring theme during the course of the, of, of the show here. Uh, all of these songs, I mean, this was not a set that had a lot of slowdown moments. I mean, it was balls to the wall, really, for the those first six songs. I mean, you know, of the girl is a little more mellow, but then it just went into. I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about it, but I mean, five bangers. And I think, you know, had it not been, you know, here at this point, I mean, it's it's below freezing. Um, you got down to 28, like you said. I mean, I've heard, I've heard different numbers, 27, 26, whatever. I mean, let's just, we'll all agree, high 20s. <laughs> and that's still very, very cold. And, I mean, they just got through these things. And, yeah, no mess-ups. And you, even listening to it on the, boot, on the bootleg, uh, you, you can't, you, you really can't tell that this isn't, you know, in San Diego or something like that. It's just like, they, they it just the same really shows... How, how amazing they are as musicians. It's just like, yeah, this sucks. All these guys, none, none of them have, have played a show this cold before. And it's just like, you know, consummate professionals, we're just gonna get through it and everything. And I'm guessing the fact that it was as cold as it was it is really what kind of brought out, it's just like, hey, let's, let's get ourselves warmed up literally with these, you know, six bangers basically to start out. Definitely, and uh, hail, hail, you get a little lyric change that says refer to those in front and have a feeling that's usually for like those are lucky people but this time it's like they don't have anyone in front of them to keep them warm so he was more mm. probably probably feeling sorry for them at that point yeah and you know i i think it's a good measuring stick song to kind of see see what kind of crowd you're going to get back because of the girl like you said it's a new song and maybe not everybody has had the same intake by null uh that you know others have had but uh, Hail Hail, obviously a very popular song. Everybody can kind of loosen up a little bit and kind of get out of their chairs and kind of dance with them. And I think that's why afterwards Ed feels the need to address the crowd. Also, he he's now getting the guitar on for the first time. So, of course, he says... Good evening. Welcome to the Ice Bowl. If anyone could handle it, it's you. How did that feel? Because were you thinking, like, is this going to have a name? Is this going to have, like, is this going to go? And that that's where the lore begins, by him saying that. 
Is this going to go down as something special? Were you guys calling it something like the Ice Bowl? This was probably, you know, if you think of like, and, and we talked a little bit about this in the profile show, uh, but like one of the biggest memories I have from a Pearl Jam concert was that moment right there. Um, and of course, and, and you guys are big sports guys. If you know anything about the term ice bowl and particularly oh, yeah. in the state of Wisconsin, that is a harrowed, you know, <laughs> or a hall hallowed. <laughs> it is, I mean, a revered term. I mean, you know, on, on the day here that, uh, you know, we, we had another classic NFC championship game at, <laughs> at Lambeau field. Uh, I mean, you talk about one of the most famous football games of all time and the fact that that earned the name of the Ice Bowl and for Eddie to give that kind of a shout out uh, to the Wisconsin faithful and, and, you know, upper Midwest. Again, I'm a Minnesota guy, so I'll, I'll, I'll put myself and we'll just call it the upper Midwest and we'll, we'll put ourselves in the mix. But I think that was just when he said, you know, if anyone can handle it, it's you. Talk about the badge of honor. That's what I was. I mean, that is just like. Goddamn right, we can handle this. This is this is what we're here for. This is what this this is who we are. And I think that was just such a huge rush for the crowd. It's just like this show is going to be different. This show is going to be historic of sorts. And he, you know, of course, cited that a little bit later on that we'll talk about. Uh, but everybody was just like, "Yeah, we're here, and this is going to be something special." And we're the crazy human beings that can that can do this because we're from this neck of the woods and everything the ice pool oh man when you think about it and people died at that game they went to that game i think it was 1967 and people literally had hypothermia had to go to the hospital or i think like one or two people in their 60s died like that's how intensely cold it was i think it was negative 14 degrees with a negative 30 wind chill or it's they something like that. Didn't yeah. Test wind chill at the time. And they, they kind of uh, averaged or assumed based off of, uh, you know, the temperature and, and that they essentially assessed that it was negative 30 in the feel. And yeah. you have to be thinking up in the air too. You're not sitting, you're not floor level. You're not ground level at all either. Right, exactly, and and Lambo, of course, being a pretty big open bowl, and if you're up, you know, and granted, it's 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 been built on, um, you know, since then and everything since 1967. But if you're at the upper part of that bowl, you're getting hit with that wind pretty badly mm. and everything. And even the folks on the field, I mean, if you if you um, you know ever read read the stories about the you know the game and everything. Uh, or watch like the, the documentaries on it. I mean, they'll talk about like where the officials, like the very first play of the game, the official put his whistle in the mouth and, and blew the blew the whistle, and the the whistle literally froze to his lip, and he had to <laughs> rip he ripped his lower lip off by pulling the whistle out of his mouth. And from that point on, they just made a decision that we can't use whistles in this game. <laughs> they were using like, I mean, it's just it's crazy. So, I mean, let's let's be honest. This concert wasn't that cold, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, you know, still, still, you know, just the fact that you're associating it with that event and everything. And, um, and uh, my, my friend, Dan, who was one of the guys that was with us, a giant Packer fan. Uh, he, he was like, that's what I remember the most is that Ed giving a shout out basically to the state of Wisconsin and referencing this historic event. And I mean, you know, as, as 
uh, big a deal as pocket football is in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, to compare anything to the ice bowl is, is pretty cool. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and along with uh, the whistle thing, I had read that they had a high school marching band or some kind of marching band there and the trombone trumpet players, they said, we cannot put our lips to, to our horn. And I think a lot of the marching band members had to go to the hospital because of certain similar situations. So yeah, that, that definitely read up on that game and and the stories because there are tons of them if uh, if you've never heard of, of them before so we blister into this set it's ed on the guitar for three songs in a row and and i i wonder if that's strategic because you know you need him to loosen up and get comfortable with that and if you have him off the guitar for too long or you know switching back and forth it's just going to be it's going to be a little exhausting. So breaker for a whipping and corduroy and then to follow that animal. Like, I think that's a great way to just kind of run through this whole thing and give you four straight songs that feel like total bangers and, and crazy, crazy, crazy reactions to them as well. What, you know, basically punk songs too. What, what, what was your, you know, out of this section, what was your one takeaway that, that, a song that you just thought great performance in in all of this. God, I, I mean, I love Hail Hail as one of my favorite songs ever. I mean, by, by Pearl Jam. So it was just like, you know, hearing that second uh, and just like, I mean, and then, you know, to follow it up and everything is up tempo. Everything is gets you jumping. And I mean, Ed references that. He, he said, you know, there's a lot more dancing around here tonight than, than we're used to <laughs> yeah. uh, or a lot more dancing. You know, just to stay warm and everything. And I, I remember it was just like for us, it was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, you, we, we felt like we were jumping a little bit more too out in out in the the lawn. Uh, it was great because I mean, for one, that's the project that I love. I'm more of an up tempo. You know, I, I like the I like the bangers. Uh, you know, those those are my favorite songs. So to you know to to get a concert full of them, uh, regardless of the temperature, was awesome. Um, but just like you know, it was kind of like one after the other. Hail hail, breaker fall, whipping, corduroy, and then going into animal. It was it was just like yeah, these are all ones that we. We we love we love this version of Pearl Jam, and um, I just I think it really it did it set the tone for the night where it's just kind of like all right we we need a little more active. Um, Nothing Man's a great song. I don't know if I want to listen to Nothing Man at twenty six degrees. And right. <laughs> you know, well, we'll get to so, we'll get to one uh, in a second that kind of fits that fits that territory <laughs> there. But you hear at the beginning of Corduroy, he botches the first lyric a little bit, and at the end he sings. When you hear that, did you did you know that he, he did that? Did you notice that? Did you laugh along with that? Or no, it's one of those things you pick up on the bootleg after yeah. you hear it and everything. And it's sure. just like you know, and I, I probably you know heard the bootleg fifty times before I even heard that and everything. But, right. Um, you know, just you you absolutely remember the the banter about the cold and everything um you know more so than probably any any even any song was just you know you, you remember those moments definitely. shout out whipping too it's a little wonky at the beginning you feel like that might have been the one moment that i noticed where like maybe something got knocked out of tune real quick but whipping is fast and furious just like this whole thing and that really was the one that stuck out to me like that's not one you usually get in this first section and for them to throw that in there was definitely on purpose like we gotta get we gotta get more of these songs in here we gotta get these people moving 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think there were good decisions. There were good decisions made throughout this whole entire show to keep you engaged. And and again, just listening to this whole entire bootleg, it had been a while since I, I had dug into it. And even when I did, I think it was only in little pieces to find these mentions of the cold and find what Ed was saying. And that's that you're right. Those are really the most interesting parts of the show. Like, it's just it's incredible that it really does sound pretty normal as opposed to what you would think it would sound in cold temperature. So he addresses the crowd again here after the four-song section. Good God, how you all doing here? A toast to the brave natives in this part of our country. It's the coldest red wine I've ever had, and this is without a doubt the coldest show we've ever played, including Matt, who played with Soundgarden. It's tops for him. If anybody gets a hold of this bootleg in the future and want a feel for what it's like, if they know someone who's worked in a restaurant, they should go into the freezer, and it's the only way they'll understand. Unless you live in Antarctica, just open the screen door. If this gets in the hands of anyone in Antarctica, we'll dedicate this to them, because this one's about a small town. And this... So... Not nothing, man, but small town is not the one where you're jumping around. This 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 is a change of pace. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we were all still just kind of uh, chattering, uh, chatting about. Uh, well, yeah, chattering uh, for sure. Chattering, our teeth are chattering, uh, you know, about what he had just said too. just the whole, um, you know, coldest show that we've ever played. I mean, you know, again, badge of honor. I, my, I remember my friend Chris immediately. He's like, yes, we made history. Woo! You know, just like that sort of thing. And it's just kind of like, yeah, of course we made it. You know, we're, you know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, you know, the upper Midwest. I mean, yeah, this is the shows, you know, all, all of us, we should be proud to be here and everything. Um, and, and my friend Justin and I, uh, we, 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 we worked at a restaurant and we, we've spent a lot of time in the freezer, like sneaking cookie dough and stuff like that. Or just like, you know, walking back there and just like, all right, yeah, I'll just, you know, <laughs> uh, so, so it was when we, when he, when he mentioned that it was just kind of, we looked at each other. We're like, yeah, this is exactly what it's like. You know, you could, you could stay in the freezer for maybe like two, three minutes at a time, but we're sitting here, you know, the entire evening doing this. Um, so like that, that, song i think yeah it was kind of like you know I, I i personally when they play that song in concerts nowadays for me it's a little bit of a groaner I'm, i don't hate to say it but it's not, it's not one of my favorites anymore uh i think at that point though it was just kind of like it was such a you know familiar recognizable song and then the whole antarctica comment and everything it was just like yeah this is fun um hearing it in the boot like now I, I again being a guy who really likes the up tempo stuff it is kind of uh like uh, nice little little break and maybe they needed to do it to prove to themselves that they could actually play the you know the uh, the slower stuff and everything even in the cold and see if they could still stay warm <laughs> i don't know um yeah but for for us it was it was just kind of like yeah recognizable fun song um you know but i i think we were all still just pretty charged that we had just made history officially according to ed so for sure. you know, we, well i mean we're, we're here for this I wouldn't put this small town in the slow version. This is a mid-tempo. It's it's, it's full electric. I think at the end it's, it was funny too. You get Mike like noodling a little solo, which he normally doesn't do. I haven't heard that in a while. But he, I think that's just him trying to keep his hands warm. I noticed yeah, a lot of things that makes like sense. that. Yeah. Did you notice um, in between songs, whenever they had like a second in between songs, you hear Matt, he kind of go, kind of do like oh, a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. 
yeah, just little things, little things that you, you just notice that keep, keep the blood flowing. Yep. Exactly. Keep the blood flowing. So this is again, going back to, you know, uh, this is like the more soaring section and it's not the fast paced punk with, with, uh, with breaker fall and whipping, but it's dissident, given a fly faithful and even flow. They're all songs that you can kind of sing at the top of your lungs and kind of bounce around to here. Um, I, I, dissident to me, like at least that McCready's going off on the solo and even flow as well. It just, I'm just amazed. I'm just amazed that 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 they can pull this off again, and it sounds no different than if they were playing inside, uh, you know, the Milwaukee or wherever the Bucks play. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. And if you watch the video, if you watch touring film. And you watch the video of Dissident and this performance of it and everything. I mean, you know, I think people could maybe say, well, didn't they have heaters on stage? Weren't they just getting blasted by, you know, warm air? So, you know, yeah, the crowd was cold and it was 28 degrees or whatever it was, but wasn't the band fine? But if you watch the video, it's like, you can see that they're cold. I mean, it, you yeah. see their breath. And and it's not just like, you know, faint. I mean, it is, I mean, it is like, NFL films version breath and everything right, of like, right, you know, right, right. and you can't blast them with heaters because it'll knock the instruments out of tune. Like I mentioned, sure. like you you can't have like air blasting on these instruments because like yeah they'll they'll sound like shit. Like again, the the their guitar techs and drum techs amazing job keeping all this stuff in tune. Just absolutely crazy. You're right, and 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 again, just the musicianship of this band even during the, the elements and everything. Um, I mean, yeah, watch that video of, of Dissident again, because it really just, I think it, it 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 really shows just how cold it was that night. And this is still fairly early on in the show. And as you listen throughout the bootleg, as we'll do, uh, it, it's not like they really, you know, it's not like they get out of tune. It's not like they, uh, you know, miss a beat it's just like it's just one great concert from start to finish that's right and even even flow like yeah it's not a 12 minute long solo or anything like that but they still the solo se- section still feels substantial enough for you to be really impressed by it and you have to look at mike and i think in the video this was really one of the first times where you got to see some people and you got to see mike and He's wearing kind of a George Costanza puffy jacket and has, I guess, one of those, um, you know, like fisherman sweaters uh, under. He, out of all of them, looks like he's bundled up the most. Jeff and Matt don't, they, they look pretty, yeah, long sleeve shirt, but not, not, no jacket. Everybody else has jackets and hats, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, Jeff's from Montana. He's a yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> like, Matt, Matt is but, just Matt. Matt's gonna sweat. Matt's gonna work up sweat all the time. So yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah, that's true. Man. But yeah, like again, just just still plowing through all this. I, I thought Given a Fly was great. Faithful was great. The, the weather didn't seem to hinder them, and that kind of that, that that takes you in. And and they still find ways. Like we said with elderly woman, they still find ways to kind of rise the wave again and untitled is another one of those moments where they have that going into mfc the light years and you know ed kind of laughs when he says let's get the fuck out of here to somewhere warm fast
that's probably another moment like that, right? Where you're just kind of, everybody just laughs along with him and, and you feel like he's he's part of this just as much as everybody else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, I think for, for a lot of us that maybe weren't super familiar with Untitled, I mean, I think, you know, we it was just one of those times where it's like, yeah, I... I I feel like I've heard this before. I think it's 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 a B side or it's something. It's something. I'm on two legs was, was out at the time, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So so we had we, you know we'd heard it. Oh yeah, we we, re we remember the song, but yeah, uh, again, funny moment and everything. And it's just one that kind of lives on with the with the bootleg. The more and more that you listen to it, and then MFC. I remember us just losing our shit for that song for whatever <laughs> reason. We were jumping up and down, and it's just like not a not that that's anyone's favorite track necessarily from yield or, or whatever i mean it's a, i like the song but i remember liking that song a lot more in that moment <laughs> and i think just for whatever reason because i i maybe it was just it was something that warmed us up or something like that i guess i don't know yeah the, uh, the versions of untitled where he kind of goes off and he does a little improv in this about like run away from your memories and there's a whole little section that these are this is some of my favorite things that they do ever these these little versions of untitled where he'll he'll go off and he'll he'll take it somewhere and i i love this this is one of the highlights for me like you get the 23 minutes which is probably a, a reference to some uh sports figure i don't know if that's a jordan thing in in alpine valley if that's close enough but maybe um but yeah untitled mmc is great and yeah mfc you finally you get another one where it's it's a short one where people get to run around and warm up so yeah i can see where that would be a, that would be a welcome welcome addition to this set and yes ladies and gentlemen it is not too cold to gnaw As, as usual, we don't have a lot of shows where they don't do the gnaws in MFC. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Untitled into MFC was awesome here. And I, I, every single time that you get it, it feels like it's special. It feels, especially when they extend it and they add more lyrics to it, it feels like you're getting something really good, especially in this moment where they feel probably like, okay, give the crowd a little bit of something extra because again, the bootlegs that they're doing at the time, this is the first time they're mass producing all the bootlegs. So everybody's going to be listening to this. I wonder if that's in their head, like, Hey, do a little bit extra. So people that are buying this bootleg, it's going to be a popular one untitled great one for, for, for them to get under their cap when they get that. And then light years after that really good version and, and kind of Kirk, you kind of mentioned this, this is only the third binaural song that's played in the set. I think that's like the 15th song in. And, you know, they start with Of the Girl and Breaker Fall happened very, very early in the set. So I'm wondering if their idea here is to give you a bunch of the more familiar songs so people can react a little better. I, I, I think so. I, I, I really do. And, and at this point, they, they certainly were changing up set lists pretty regularly, but I... I I don't remember, um, you know, thinking like, oh yeah, th this is a band that displays a whole bunch of kind of their uh, deeper cuts and everything at a, at a concert, um, you know, so so I guess, you know, the, the songs that we heard, you, you more or less kind of expected to, to hear those, and it certainly as the, as the concert went on, I think many more familiar songs as well. Uh, I remember this one, though, you know, being one where it was just like, yeah, this is another one of their new ones, and I really like this one. 
and I don't know if it was just because you know it was you know maybe it gotten a little bit of radio play because it was it was kind of a single from this and everything. I think all of us recognize Breakerfall because it's just a song on the album. But I think all of us really really liked this one a lot, and and I think. You know, I, if I remember correctly, I think we, we popped by Narwhal in the car on the way home. And like, yeah, we really got to listen to this more. It's a pretty good album. You know? So this kind of like takes you in this little section here where you're kind of you get light years bouncing into a no code song, bouncing into insignificance, too. So they are kind of playing a little bit off of by And you're in 15, 16 songs now. I, that's like getting close to almost an hour, like maybe 45 minutes long here. So is this with off he goes off he goes is not the kind of song that you can really bounce around to. It's more of a campfire song and it's a great version. But are you feeling is this where you kind of feel a coldness or is this do you kind of envision yourself like right next to a, a, a campfire or a fireplace? Because that, that that is what this song is. So maybe that's the mentality that they're trying to put out there. I don't know if we ever felt like we were sitting next to a campfire. That's fair night. enough. <laughs> um, I don't blame I mean, Like, no, it was, I mean, it, it, it was, it, it got pretty bitterly cold as, as, as we've, as we've discussed and everything. Um, off he goes. I think a lot of us just really like that song a lot, and and I think because of that, we we all just you know kind of enjoyed it. Um, I think you know, yeah, that might have been a point where we decided to sit down. I think at some point, a lot of a lot of people in the in the lawn uh, had sat down because I think you know it's just like okay, that if if we're if we're two feet shorter, it, we're we're that much further out of the wind, I guess. So you know, if, and and you can also kind of bundle up and and. Um, you know, just just I think that if you if you curl up into a ball, you tend to stay a little bit warmer, perhaps too. So, I think you know, I, 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 this is one of those songs. I mean, I, I vaguely remember like like just kind of being all again kind of cuddled up, eight dudes cuddled up, and everything <laughs> listening to this song, uh, and and just you know like yeah, this is this is this is nice or whatever. Uh, Insignificance for me is one of the songs, for whatever reason, I really remember from this show. Really? And I think it was because, um, you know, again, it wasn't a familiar song because hadn't, we hadn't really listened to Binaural that much. But it was it was the first time I had seen it live where they do that pause after they say, let's yeah. talk rest. That like when it happened, everybody didn't didn't really know what to do. So everyone's kind of like woo, you know, like or whatever. And you hear that in the in the crowd, you know, everyone kind of start cheering. And that's I think you know the way that the this, the song has evolved. I mean, they, they only do that now when they play that song live. Sure. And um, and and it was just like just this this you know the the pace of the song and everything. And and I just remember thinking again. Wow, this is this is a great song. Like I, I want to hear this. I, I, I want to hear this live again and again. And, uh, and and for whatever reason, it's just like that. That's one of the moments of this this concert that really stood out for me. It was just like this was, and maybe it was because it happened right after Off He Goes, and and you just go right into it and everything. It's just kind of like yeah, this is. It got us back. I think up and up and dancing again, or up and moving around a little bit. Yeah, I love Light Years and Off He Goes. I think that's that's a great combination. And again. Off He Goes felt like it was a little more mid-tempo, like a little more sped up than usual. Not not fast, but maybe edging towards the 
the more middle range. So yeah, again, a function of the weather, obviously. So they're the slower you play, the colder you are. So uh, that makes total sense to me. Yep. And and going back to the whole Ed playing guitar on some of these songs and playing in chunks, Untitled, MFC, Light Years, Off He Goes, Insignificance, those are all Ed songs all playing in a row. There's there's a method to that. I, that is done 100% on purpose to get him, just to get his blood moving in a different way. That's I, I think that's done purposefully instead of breaking it up and doing insignificance than black than off he goes and Jeremy or whatever. So uh, and also like this set has no lull. Let's just put it out there. This set has no lull at all. And sometimes at this point in the set, you do get the lull. And to prevent the lull, they finish off the set. And this is pretty awesome. I don't know how often they do this especially in 2000 when they were trying to get away from the 10 songs a little bit more. They weren't playing alive for obvious reasons, but to finish the set is black Jeremy and porch that like that's familiar territory right there. And that, you know, to get the crowd engaged because black was fantastic from this. And when is black not fantastic? Like great version of black. Okay. So Ed holds out that note that, that uh, I'll be, like and he's holding that out he just keeps going and going and going That's when you kind of know, like they're they're fighting they're fighting this cold, and it feels like they're they're just winning this battle, and everybody's winning along with them. Even if you're sitting there on the lawn or in the seats, just freezing your ass off, you just won this battle just by him holding out that one note. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, and 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 again, I think strategically to play these songs that are, you know, I mean, who doesn't know this? I mean, if you if you came to the show and you didn't know these three, I mean, you, I don't know. You shouldn't have been there. Listening to bed, you probably shouldn't have been at the show, right. Uh, particularly with it being 28 degrees or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, I, I think it was such, just to, just to give the fans, and, and thinking there's, you know, even if you're a diehard fan, you appreciate hearing these songs. But for those that maybe aren't quite diehard fans that came to hear, Black Jeremy Porch, you know, songs like that. I, I you know, just to, to be able to give that to them and everything, uh, and and back to back to back, like you said, was outstanding. Uh, and I, I really think it was just like it was just such a, I think a reward for you know being here in this in this weather, and uh, and and still coming out to see the show and everything. And also, you can't get off of Black without saying how great McCready was on this. This was. This was a top moment for, from this show, for sure. And I can just give this to John, who can just fawn over this for the next couple minutes if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, this is a great, great McCready solo. And, even, and, and, you know, made even more impressive by the weather and by everything that we talked about. Like, he really gets into that mode where he's channeling something inside of him that, that is, is kind of pure and emotional. And, yeah, I... I I mean, we've had so many great versions of Black in the last few months on the show, and this is this is right up there. I absolutely love this. And like you mentioned, Ed holding that note, like 
finally you feel like his voice is warming up maybe after after getting into a few there but yeah black is is one of the highlights for me the i always look for that mccready solo and this one did not disappoint no and then you get the the baseline coming in for jeremy right afterwards and that's got to feel warm and familiar there's not a lot of warm things about this show but that's got to feel like one of the warm things do you remember this because you can't see it on the video there's a point and and the crowd sort of reacts to this like maybe this is before the ed kind of trips over backwards on an amp did 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 you catch that Oh, I don't remember that at all, to be honest. That's um, only I read that on yeah. Five Horizons. That's the that's the only way that I know it. And and you do hear that the crowd had an audible reaction to something that wasn't a place where they usually do. Huh? Yeah. I, well, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, go back and listen and try to try to point that out and everything. I I don't remember that. Uh, but you know, uh, yeah. I <laughs> so so it, 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 if it. You know, it clearly wasn't something that, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I, you know, uh, you, you remember a lot of, you know, physical ed kind of things, you know, <laughs> with all the shows that you go to, certainly. And that's that's just for me, it was not one of them. Yeah. Jeremy has kind of a, a, a couple of those little instrumental sections. And I, I got to think he was probably just running around trying to stay warm and maybe tripped over a cord or tripped over right. like, set an amp or something. And yeah, like glad glad he was all right. We, we've seen some of those. You, you can ask Dave Grohl how, how falling off a stage feels. <laughs> oh, Oh yeah. And, and to, to have actually gotten really injured at this show and to just imagine him laying on the stage and not being able to get up and people trying to help him and carrying him out, that, that would have been an ugly, ugly situation and uh, would have made this show not. Yeah. Especially if there was, as if there was, if there was ice, you know, you, there's, oh, yeah. there's ice on the stage. You got to be careful about that. Stuff. Sure. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, it's, as much as these guys were probably sweating, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. potentially, I mean, sweat freezes, right? So, yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, um, uh, luckily, it was, you know, if it if it was, you know, a, a uh, you know an awkward moment or it was a relatively bad trip, it wasn't bad enough for any of us to remember it. So, sure. And uh, in porch, you get porch finishing the set, and Ed's doing a little bit of "Hey, hey, it's okay." And uh, I'll actually, I should say, it was more of uh, "It's okay, uh, you don't have to run and hide away." Dead and man. I'm, yeah, we're 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 so used to androgynous mind happening in little bits and pieces of, of, of porch that this was kind of a, a breath of fresh air and and maybe a message to the crowd saying like you know you might be cold but it's okay we're having a good time here like everybody is is happy and this is what happiness is supposed to be even in the worst kind of situations This is my boy. 
and especially for those of us that had seen seen them uh, when they performed in Minneapolis just a couple of years before, and they closed with Porch. I think here's kind of where we were like, well, well we better get our, our dancing in now because they might, they may not do an encore. I mean, we figured they probably would. But I mean, just, you know, here's Porch, and the way they were playing it, it's just, you kind of have this, like, sense of finality almost where it's just like they might, because of the, the weather, it's it's really cold now. They might just, you know, they might call it a show at this point. So, um... You know, so we so we were kind of treating this as like, yeah, you know, this is the last song. Uh, let's go out with a bang. And luckily, it wasn't. Right, and when they once they finish up, it's uh, I checked the time on it. It was 80 minutes of their first set, which is that's uh that's pretty lengthy. That's pretty good for all the conditions and considering that most of these songs were pretty fast and they didn't stop a whole hell of a lot to to address things. Maybe like once or twice, really. In, in big points, the crowd just lets out this big roar at the end there of appreciation. You can just tell. You can just tell how how appreciative they are. So, yeah, and you said, were there people leaving for the exits during this? Did they think that that was that was enough for them to, to say, okay, we've had our Pearl Jam for the night, we've had our cold for the night? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this this was, I mean, you, you, you turned around and, uh, you, you know, you certainly saw, you know, some of the folks. In fact, I think at this point, we were kind of packing packing up our belongings just in case that, you know, that was the case or in case we decided that, you know, we wanted to um, start start you know, moving to the back a little bit. I mean, for all of us, we, we were driving to Minneapolis that night. Wow. So How far uh, of a drive is that? I, I would assume not not easy. It's not trivial. No, from East Troy, it's like six hours. Oof. So, um, you know, and we just, you know, kind of took shifts. And I think we finally, you know, got back in at like four or five o'clock uh, by the time we got out of there and everything. So we, uh, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about it as we go on. But we we, we did move to the back uh, eventually by the time we, you know, got to the closing number and everything. Remember if we, if we, you know, when we started moving back, but it wasn't this early. There were people who were leaving, though, I think at this point, because I think A, Sunday, you know, work day the next day. And the fact that they had been sitting for, like you said, 80 minutes in freezing weather. It's like, you know, for some, that's that's good. I, I saw 19 songs. I'm good to go. <laughs> and especially since they, they just got in Black Jeremy and Porch, and those are ones that a lot of people go for. So, yeah, you know, whatever they come back with is fine. But, yeah, the, this Porch is, is a showstopper. I could see where people after that would be like, okay, we're good. I mean, how often do you get and it's okay tag on porch. And I mean, this was, this was the tag for 2000. They came back with it, you know, after Ross killed and that, that was kind of a, when it kind of came into prevalence this year. So not surprised they would work it in somewhere. And then you get a, a, a little at improv lyrics and yeah, this, this is a fantastic version of porch. If they, if they had not been able to come out, it still would have been a great way to end. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, let's, uh, let's kind of, let's kind of take for cover right now. And, and since it's the encore, let's get warm a little bit. Let's bundle up um, and just kind of take a little bit, bit of a break and, and talk about a little bit about Patreon. Cause uh, Kirk, you're a patron and uh, you joined us for the show and you did a profile episode that's going to be up this week, but we have a lot of things that have been posted to Patreon this week that are going to be posted to Patreon this week. So let's give you the full rundown. Monday, we released our newest Bridge School episode series that I believe is the 2006 Night One show. So that is up. That is brand new. Tomorrow, we have an Evolution episode, our 12th Evolution episode that we've done. John, what did we do? And, and give them a little bit of a teaser. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're familiar with the original tape, the the Mama San tape, we did the uh, the very um, 
theatrical finale to that tape. And of course, we don't even have to mention the song, but of course it's footsteps. You all know that Mm -hmm. we don't have to tell you twice, but it's, it's a very, it's a very good episode. We get into a lot of good discussions that honestly, I don't think either of us knew that we were gonna get into. It's really a good deep dive into not just the song's live history, but the song and the band's mentality as well. It's a very good listen. All that stuff's going to be over on Patreon, and Friday is going to be Kirk's profile episode. We're going to be talking to Kirk about his uh, his Pearl Jam fandom, and, and those are things. That's something for the Horizon Tier people. If you want to join the Horizon Tier, the Horizon Tier funds our concert chronology website that we're working on right now it's hugely important to us and it's hugely important that we get the funds in for that so if you want to join or you're already on patreon and you want to be a part of the horizon tier we that is one of the that's one of the perks is a profile episode and we want to give that to just about actually just everybody that that is donating that so not only that but we're going to be doing stuff for the website as well where people will have merch and we'll have other things that you can be involved with maybe a a spot on the website for your profile so the other the other tiers the bonus tier you can get everything that's on patreon you can get a chance to join our set list drafts and the bonus tier you can pick a show like kirk uh did today kirk you want to tell you want to give them a sell give the crowd a sell on on why they should join patreon if they're not on there already oh absolutely i mean you you guys put so much time and effort into this and and since discovering this podcast several months back it's one that uh like we like we were joking before you know unfortunately we you know some of us don't commute as much as maybe we uh you know we used to uh, or at all <laughs> in in uh, in the current state of affairs that we're in, uh, but I, I I love the work that you guys do, and and it's just you know for for uh, Pearl Jam fanatics, this is such a wonderful podcast, and just you know it feels like, uh, and I, I love Patreon. I mean, I I um, you know support another uh, podcast. I support a couple of artists that I you know near and dear to my heart and everything, and and it's just like you know this is it's really cool. It's really cool that you feel like you can have this connection to the show. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, certainly the, the perks of, you know, having, uh, you know, being a part of part of the podcast, whether it be, uh, you know, the, your, your pick of a concert, whether it be the profile show, uh, being able to contribute to the website that you just mentioned. And, and I'm excited to see that as well. And then just the fun things that you guys do. And, you know, we joked on, on the profile show about the setlist draft and, um, you know, how, you know, doing a Pearl Jam draft was something that my friends and I did years ago and I've done a few times. And it's just like, no one's this nerdy enough to do this. It's just like, no, we're in a safe space hey, here with Randy and John. This is awesome. This is, this is great. <laughs> uh, this is, these are my people. So it's just like, no, I, I, I love, um, you know, being, being a part of this. I love being, uh, you know, part of the, the live on four legs community. And it's just like, and it's, you guys do just a great, great work. So well, it's just, you know, it feels like it just the ability to give back and, and kind of say thanks for for doing all this is you know it's it's um you know, thank, just, thanks just to a you. way of doing that hey, look yeah. we yeah. we don't do it without people as yourself that that is excited to to join in on things like setlist drafts and and talk about their experiences on the show because if you know honestly the ice bowl has been on our radar for a while and we had to kind of think okay, well, if we're going to do it, we can't just sit here and talk about the ice bowl because we didn't live. This is one where you need somebody who is there in the moment to talk about the show. And that's, that's part of the perk there. So 
patreon.com slash live on four legs or head to the Patreon app and search for live on four legs. We're there. If you want to join, honestly, like take a month and just join the bonus tier and see if you like it. See if you like the episodes. It's only a dollar. And if you don't like it for whatever reason, quit. That's fine. You know, you contributed a dollar and a dollar goes a long way to what we're doing and helping out, you know, again, just getting this podcast off the ground and doing more very cool stuff for the future. We might have more events in the future. If you were on some of the Zoom events that we've done, we might do some of that in the future. Who knows? But it everything, every little penny helps right now. So live on four legs on Patreon, patreon.com slash live on four legs. All right, let's go back outside. Let's go back out, and uh, we get right out of the encore. Ed is just thanking everybody and, you know, says, if you're in the mood to chant, we're going to be supporting Ralph Nader, who will be speaking in a couple of days. I believe that was in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, or was that in Milwaukee? I, I think it was Chicago. And um, and he said, if you haven't had a choice, if you felt like you haven't had a choice, this is one. And, uh, you know, he's holding up a let Ralph debate sign on stage and says, you know, without getting into it too much, it's too cold to talk politics, but a vote for Ralph will make you feel warm. So what, what's the, what's the reaction to that? Cause this was a little divisive and maybe not with the fans as much as with the rest of the music community. Cause there were people like Don Henley came out and said, Oh, how can you be doing this to the democratic party going on on a third and supporting a third party candidate and all that. So like, how did, you know, at least people in that moment react to something like that? Yeah. You know, great question. Um, and I remember vividly the, the sign, I mean, we said, let, let her off debate and everything. And, and, um, you know, I think the, you know, the crew that I was with, um, you know, I'm 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 pretty middle of the road when it comes to politics, I guess. But uh, the crew I was with, you know, I not think from what be... I've seen. Uh, <laughs> well, you I mean, be middle of the road in all this. The 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 last four years, notwithstanding, uh, in general, in fact, I think in 2000, I mean, to be to be perfectly honest, I think I voted for Bush, but you know, that's more maybe kind of the upbringing I had. But let's let's skip by that for now and uh, and talk about you know this moment and everything. I th- I think people appreciated it, but at the same time, I think we all kind of had that feeling too. It's just like, yeah, you know, I I, I certainly I, I even remember my friend saying. I agree with a lot of what Nader has to say, but I'm not going to vote for Nader because I would vote for Gore because Nader's not going to win. Right. Um, so just to kind of have, but it was just, you know, again, you know, for those of us that maybe hadn't been to too many shows at that point, and, you know, we're well aware of Pearl Jam's politics. Uh, at, at the same time, you haven't really seen something like this live and in person where it just kind of, you know, it hits you. It's just like, oh yeah, these guys, you know, they, they're they're even further left than Gore is. They're they're going to Nader and just kind of you know to see you know a glimpse of their politics and everything. It was it was an interesting moment for sure. And I think you know uh, at at that point, I mean you know we're we're right. It's October eighth. We're a month away from the election, so mm-hmm. we're we're pretty heavy into you know what what could happen here. And I think a lot of us. And as you know, as close as that election was, uh, you know, didn't didn't really, you know, know what to expect and everything. So it was just kind of like, whoa, Nader hadn't thought as much about him because I just, you know, I feel like it's a binary choice. And and I'm, you know, I, like I mentioned, pretty middle of the road. If there was a, a third party that kind of nestled in between the two, that was a you know viable candidate. I'd probably vote for it every time. Um, whether Nader felt like that in 2000, probably not, but, uh, but it was, it was just, it was an interesting moment. And I think all of us were just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of cool. 
but let's play some music now. <laughs> I guess is probably the way we we looked at it. Sure. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm just glad that after this, Pearl Jam learned their lesson. They shut up about the politics and they just played rock and roll music and yeah. didn't bother with any of those politics after this. Because I, I can't yeah. think of anything in the last twenty years that they that would have been controversial. That they would. I'm just glad sure, they. John, they just, I'm sure. glad they just got back to business and just just played rock and roll. Speaking of George W. Bush, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, we've we've never ever ever talked about Nassau Coliseum type things, have we? No, no, they have. They wouldn't have dared dip back into politics and wrote a song like seven o'clock anyway um so he mentions that the, they swear the last time they played here it was too fucking hot and uh they probably played the song because it was it was the yield tour uh wish list and it's wish list in the state of love and trust in the go and wish list is kind of an ease back into set into the set and it's very straight into the point there's no extended version like i mentioned before there's not a lot of extended versions there wasn't an extended extended uh uh solo and even flow porch didn't feel like it was ridiculously long it felt like it was it was very tight and to the point um we don't get these massive extensions on these songs and wishlist kind of just felt like all right here's here's the three minutes of the song let's move forward state of love and trust and go are the more energy songs this is these are the ones that are going to get the crowd back into this Yep. And that's exactly what they did. And it was just like, I think it was, there was such an appreciation for this because of, again, it was so cold that, and even taking that break and everything, I think at that point, I mean, we're all just kind of, you know, moving around and trying to just, you know, keep our, our, you know, toes warm and just, you know, keep, keep warm and everything. So to go right into, and and all of us love wishlist, like that is like, for whatever reason, our group of friends, that is a song that we, we just, we all love. So hearing that was like, Hey, this is great. State of love and trust and go obviously bangers you're gonna you're gonna jump around you're gonna enjoy those songs which is which is exactly what we did so just like we were i think at this point we were super happy that a we didn't leave b that they came back on stage and then you know just to hear these songs which we all really love these three songs so for sure yeah go had kind of a cool intro too there was almost like a little extra melodic little measure in there that that was a really cool i hadn't heard that before that was really interesting but then also mccree's yeah, McCready's guitar dropped at some point. You, you hear, uh, instead of Suppose I Abuse You, He's lost his guitar at some point. So I wonder if he was doing something and he got really into it and it plugged out and he kind of lost, lost power or something like that. Yeah, I again, it's just like I, you know, remember remember it from the, you know, listening to it on the bootleg, but don't remember exactly what had happened or if like it was again something that it just you know the cold had affected something there too. But it, you know, is he here? I mean, just you know, it kind of just you know, once he once he's back, he's back, right? For sure, and again, a testament to just all the moments that he was able to make out of this. He was really able to take the, the chicken shit and uh, turn it into a pretty good chicken stew because you needed some chicken chicken soup after after this show. So and 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 the warmth here again you're going back to this is uh, masterful masterful setless work going back to the to the hits both in a row better man and daughter 
that are just going to with everybody. They're just going to sit in the right spot. And it's kind of a, a thank you for the people that did stick around in this time. And Better Man had a real lot of energy. The finish is very strong. A lot of don't let me down. And and um, and I think he he sings at one point, don't let me down. I'm feeling so much out here. Don't let me down. Like really, really strong. And daughter, very, very strong. Uh, an REM tag, The Wrong Child, I believe that's off of uh, Green, REM's off of Green. Listening to the tag, I, I looked at what the song was. I, I didn't recognize it because when you sing it in the tone of the the daughter tag, you're like, okay, but it doesn't. You know, he's singing the lyrics, but I didn't connect the song. I hadn't listened to Green in a very long time. It's not one of the REM albums that I go to. I usually go to Automatic or Out of Time or Monster uh, or even Document, uh, but. Yeah, I just I just don't think about this song too much, but it, it was this was great. This was awesome. We did this a little bit in 1998, did it a little bit in uh, in 2000, and and only ten times they ever tagged it off daughter. Yeah, got it in Atlanta '98. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it was super cool. And again, you know, listening to it in the bootleg over and over again, it's just like I think it took me a while to even connect the dots that that was R.I.M. Uh, I probably I probably actually probably read it somewhere before I even realized. Oh yeah, that's that that song. And and like you. I'm a big REM guy, but Green is probably I, I certainly a good album. Green, but it's very good album. Uh, but that's not. I mean, even that song isn't. I mean, I I go right to Pop Song '89 probably and sure. just like you know listen to that a few times. And is that's like you know, that my highlight. It is, uh, I yes, it is. It is Superman on that album there's, or Superman? There's on there's that? Like, no, that's Lights for Pageant. Okay, yeah. Has yeah, Country Feedback? Fans no, that's like, out of time. Country Feedback's out of time. Yeah, yeah. That's one of yeah, my no, favorite. Get, get up, stand, world leader, pretend, orange crush, turn you inside out. I mean, orange, that untitled that untitled song at the end is really good. Now I want to listen to Green. We're gonna have to do that after <laughs> that's seriously that's listening party. <laughs> listening party yeah. for Green after this for sure. I like uh, it. I like it. Anything about the hits here? Anything else to to add into this? Well, I think you know at this point, if they're, if they're throwing out hits, I mean, and, and much like they do in concerts nowadays, I mean, it's just you get this kind of familiar ending and everything. I mean, I think we're kind of seeing the beginning of the end here. And at this point, I, I think you know we might even be appreciating this because again, it's like oh, we got a long drive and it's cold. Uh, but love love to hear that. And again, it's just like you know familiar songs uh, of the folks that we were with. Uh, you know, a couple of us are diehards, but a couple of a couple of our friends that were with, uh, you know. Steve, Mike, Dan, you know, more so probably the 
uh, more casual fans. So they, the fact that they've endured this cold and everything and got kind of the payoff with some familiar songs that they could sing along to and enjoy. Uh, it, it was super cool. And, and very happy that this became a little bit more of a, a hits show than, um, you know, than, than what a lot of us Pearl Jam diehards would otherwise probably appreciate. I got I got to call out daughter too because before he does the REM tag he's he's repeating something something like that right in five horizons it says he's going thunder road thunder road thunder road thunder road was that what that was it almost sounded to me like it was on a rope like they were doing that rocket from the crypt song on a rope a lot tagging Hmm. on this and for me it sounded like on a rope on a rope on a rope on a rope so it'd be interesting to see like uh, for me i gotta call out five horizons i think it might have been rocket from the crypt because i I know there's a part in that song where he does repeat on a rope, on a rope, on a rope, on a... So I, I, I got to think that, that that might have been what that was instead of Thunder Road. But it's well, very hard to tell. It could go either way. Well, it's a good thing we have a concert chronology coming up. And if we need to make revisions in ours, and uh, we, we will make those revisions and, and, and pay tribute to, uh, to Rocket from the Crypt. Because, yeah, that's, you might be right. We'll, we'll have to go look that up. Um, all right, we're getting close to the end here, but this is another good Ed moment on stage. Someone wrote me a note in my, uh, in my notebook once. He's a good friend of mine, and he wrote a note in my notebook, and then uh, the, the uh, star, Jeff uh, wrote this song, and then uh, they needed words, and these words were in this notebook. And so, uh, so every time a copy of No Code is sold, uh, my friend gets like, like at least like two thirds of a penny. Which adds up to at least like, well, no code, like 20 bucks. 200 bucks. 2,000 bucks. How much money? It's basically making a, a joke, assuming the uh, the sales of the album were were on the lower side. <laughs> yeah, this was this was one of I I have to admit this is I mean and Smile is one of my five Pearl, favorite Pearl Jam songs, so that was cool. But I mean just the the joke and everything, and all of us kind of you know looking at each other and snickering because you know <laughs> I, it's it's always you know self deprecation is always fun, but uh, you know this the fact that he he pulls out the. Yeah, you know, he gets two thirds of a penny. So, well, no code, so twenty bucks. <laughs> you know, like you know, just, just, so it's obvious. Like, no, two hundred bucks, two thousand bucks. You know, so much money. Uh, that that was a good moment, and and, and it's just good, you know, again, poking fun at an album that, uh, as as we talked about in the profile episode, is kind of a jumping off point for a lot of folks, and they realize, you know, commercially, it didn't do what. Uh, I mean, while it was, it still was number one, but it didn't do what the, you know, the, the three albums prior to it had done. Uh, and all of us were just like, oh man, I love New Code. <laughs> you know, like, what, why, <laughs> why, why, why is he making fun of it or whatever? So, um, yeah, but it was, it, again, uh, I, I, I will remember the song for the Ed, ba- or I'm sorry, I'll remember the concert for the Ed Banter as much as the actual performances itself in, in so many ways. Yeah, this is definitely a good one, and he mentions that this one is played if we feel like we're going to miss somebody, and uh, just, you know, on the side stage, of course, his friend uh, uh, Dennis, and uh, I don't remember his brother's name from the Frogs. Jimmy. Jimmy. I believe they're both there. Uh, They're there, 
and they are from Milwaukee, so it, it makes a lot of sense that they would be there, you know, hanging out with their friends and, and you know, just hanging in the cold like everybody else. But yeah, Smile gets played, the harmonica gets busted out, Ned's shrieking away on it, Jeff gets a little bluesy guitar part, and uh, yeah, great, great part to kind of say goodbye to the crowd and say I miss you already, I miss you always, because like, it is a show that maybe they're in the tour van later and they're thinking, wow, we, we even though it was freezing cold and we don't want to deal with the cold again, we want to be in that moment again. That's that's kind of how I saw this section here, because then we're going to finish the set with the next song and it's going to be over, so they're almost having a nostalgic feel by putting this song in. I don't know, and I know that, that uh, Evolution was originally supposed to be in the set list, but I don't know if Smile was cross was was added in because evolution was crossed off but uh it's a great one to to basically say goodbye before just messing with the crowd at, at, at the end yeah totally great totally great and and uh again you know not a not a hit so to follow the the you know two i mean i guess even three or four big hits you know for those that are you know longtime pearl jam fans it's just kind of like you know again a song that it's 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 one that if you if, if you like it or if you love it, I mean you know I, like I said it's one of my absolute favorite songs so um just to hear that and everything it was it was it was that this was another great moment really yeah there's there's a little clip the video goes to Jeff's face for like a a couple of frames and he just looks miserable his face just looks frozen trying to play guitar I felt so bad for him yeah, yeah. I, I and I've seen that and it's just like again you you. It really makes you marvel at the fact that this this ended up being a what 26, 27 song concert where I think everybody would have understood if they would have cut it short and not even done an encore. And it's just like the you know what they had to endure and still pull off a, a pretty amazing show and one that's really awesome to listen to, uh, you know, in a vacuum. Let alone just, you know the context of like hey they were playing this in freezing weather and everything is is pretty sweet. Yep, and uh, the last one they do here. There's no alive in this uh, in this time period because it's it's during 2000. Ross killed, so uh, there's no rocking in the free world. There's no Bob O'Reilly. There's no Yellow Ledbetter. They close the show with Rearview Mirror. That's a really nice changeup. You were getting some of these changes at the time. Maybe they would close a show with Porch. Maybe they would close it with something else that was a little bit different. I think maybe they closed the show with Parting Ways. I can't remember if that's right, but that sounds right. But great, just kind of, and I think you, you, this is the one exception of the rule where I think you don't have to close with Ledbetter at this show. Close with something that is going to just speed right through it and get you to the end. Like, I love this placement of it. Like, it's, it's fantastic. And even at the end, you get him kind of screaming, I gather speed from you motherfucking with me. And that's like, I feel like that's another moment that in the bootleg you're listening to that you feel pretty good that like that's one of the last things you get from this show. Yeah, and just the version itself, I mean, you could tell as it's happening, uh, we all knew this is it. This is, we're, you know, get your, your last, you know, concert uh, energy right here because this is it because you could tell I mean this was just it was it was an extended version it was just you know you could tell the emotions behind it you, you just you knew the way that they were playing it this is the show uh, at this point we had positioned ourselves at the back of the uh, you know the entire uh, amphitheater because you know again we, we, we could not afford 
to spend any time, any more time in that parking lot as, uh, you know, and, and, and I think as you, as you probably read or, you know, getting out of there was a real, and just, I mean, I, not just this show, I think any show at East Troy, unfortunately, East Troy being, you know, relatively small town and DJ 20 was bad. And, you know, getting in and getting out because again, you have just that single lane highway uh, leading up to Alpine Valley uh, in East Troy and everything. So we were like, okay, we're going to start, we're going to start, you know, running towards the exits here. Uh, you know, we, we stayed just long enough for him to give the shout out to people that came over from Minnesota. And we really appreciated that because it was the first time that Minnesota had been mentioned all night and everything. Uh, after the, after, of course, the, this, this is being done, but you can just tell with this song, they were playing it in a way that we, you know, uh, and, and granted, not a lot of us have been to a ton of shows at this point, but it was just like, no, this is different. This is a different version. This is the last song. We're out of here, you know, and, and it was it was a great way to end. It. Like you said, I, uh, I I really wish they they would end more. And I, I you know, you get a lot of uh, rearview mirror ending a, um, you know, a set. Uh, like a main set, you know, but I, I wish they would close with this song more because I just remember this so vividly from this concert and how awesome it was. Change it up, absolutely. Yeah, this is probably this is probably eight minutes, right? And Mike's doing his like two thousand era spacey stuff, which is very cool. Like, yeah, I thought this was great. So, at the end, thanks everybody who made it, who survived and came. Thanks Minnesota. Uh, and he says, if we see you tomorrow, it'll be nice and warm. And I believe it was in Chicago. So if you're leaving, it'll be a while. So make sure you look out for one another. And he's obviously referring to the doors. Um, all right. Why don't I go first with the top three moments and we go me, John, and then, uh, Kirk cause Kirk's the man of the hour here. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know about in a row. I think my favorite moment is hell, hell, probably because it's just, it's the kickoff to all this, and it feels special that they would come out firing like that, and then right afterwards where he says, good evening, welcome to the Ice Bowl. I feel like that was a good mix, and that was a great song to f- follow that up with. Uh, and and I kind of equate the two and always have equated the two with that moment of how just fast and, and energetic Hell Hell was then going into that you know, middle section of breaker fall whipping and corduroy and animal as well. Like that to me was, was really huge. I'm going to say that rearview mirror gets a nod in my top three as well. And this is really tough. Cause I really like this version of untitled MFC, but I also like this version of black. I'm just not going to pick. I'm going to say both of them. I'm going to, I'm going to go four moments. Why not? Uh, but I, I'll gun to my head. I'll, I'll, there's been enough nods to black, even though this was probably better than most, but uh don't know when we're going to do untitled in MSC again. So I'll just give the nod to, to that. Yeah. Black is my number three. Fantastic porch. My number two, great dead moon tag. It's okay. A little bit of improv there. Great version to end showstopper version. And my number one's untitled MFC. Like I said, I absolutely love this. This is one of my favorite things that they do period when they when they take off on untitled and, and take it somewhere cool and i'll give an honorable mention again to the 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 real the real best moment is is happening off stage when those guitar techs are keeping these sure. guitars in tune so shout out to them as well that that's my honorable mention yeah so top three moments i mean you know as, as we've talked about during the the course of this podcast i mean it's more so i think the you know the 
the banter and just the you know the the statements that Ed made, um, almost more so than the than the songs themselves. Um, I, I think if I was looking at uh, you know top moments here, even just that first song, just you know of the girl and in a song that you know they've they've opened countless shows with and everything. This just felt like, I mean, it just for me, it's such a standout moment because it was kind of when you first got to see the band and it's just like, what are they going to do? It is so freaking cold out right now. How are they going to be able to pull this off? And just when they, you know, hit the stage and, you, you know, Stone and Mike have got stocking caps on, Eddie's in a jacket. And it's just like, no, nah, they're going to do this. They're, they're going to do this. And just even that version of that song uh, was, I, I thought was terrific, uh, you know. And, and, and again, I mean, a song that I think at that point when it was happening, it was like, yeah, this is from the new album. Don't really know it, but I really dig it. Um, but you know, more and more, I think, you know, as you listen to this bootleg over time, I just, you know, I, I just, I love that version of the song. Uh, number two would be Rearview Mirror, just that, you know, again, the closer is just such a, you know, kind of an emotional, just, you know, uh, just such a, I, over the top is not the right word, but just like, it's a different version. And it's just like, you just know, it's like, at this point, this is, this is it. And this is, this is fantastic and just absolutely love it. For me, the, the number one moment, and again, it's I'm just gonna go away from a song if I'm allowed to do that. You can is just make it whatever you like. Literally, just the 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 you know kind of I'll tie you know we'll have two different moments here. Just you know the, the welcome to the ice bowl thing, and that this is the coldest show that we've ever played. <laughs> Those statements are always gonna stand out in my head as the things that I'm gonna remember the most from this concert. Just again, kind of that you know call it a badge of honor, call it a you know we we got to be here when this happened. Uh, and just, you know, the kind of the cool feeling behind that and everything. And just the fact that it's just like, you know, for those of us that live in the upper Midwest, um, that we don't we don't get 10 shows in our arena. We don't get a banner that says we had 10 different shows. We don't get to, uh, you know, in a lot of tours, we don't even get a show that's anywhere near us because, you know, they, they you know, a lot of times they play on the coast and everything. And those of us in the upper Midwest, it's kind of like this is our thing. This was our show. The Ice Bowl is our show. I mean, no one else is going to be. I mean, hopefully, I, hopefully they don't ever play another show in twenty six degree weather. You know, and, and maybe they'll avoid that. <laughs> I but it's don't just think like, it's ever happening again. I don't think it is either. And it's just because of that. It's just like, nah, this is ours. We get we get to claim this one. And for us, you know, that again, I mean, Minnesota. Uh, you know, we. I mean, you know, we've had. 98, 2003, 2006, 2014. I mean, those are the last four shows that we've had in the span of the last 22, 23 years. We don't get a lot of this. And it's just like, for us, this is our show. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure people from Wisconsin feel the same way. Of course, they got PJ 20. Uh, but um, it, it's just, again, the badge of honor and, and just those are the moments, even talking with my friends, uh, I was just like, what do you guys remember about the show as we were talking about this during the week to kind of get ready for this podcast? And every one of them just pointed to that, just the ice bowl, just the fact that Eddie said this was the coldest show that he's ever done. That's for me, it's going to be the moments that always stand out. That makes sense. Absolutely. So we'll go first with our rating for the show and then we'll let you close it off because your, your opinion is, is the most important. And I think we can go with a clean sweep. I think that we have it here. I'm going to make that prediction because my rating, if any show ever has a nickname of something positive and something memorable, when anybody can look back and say, hey, you remember the Ice Bowl? Were you at the Ice Bowl? Like, the Ice Bowl. Ooh, the Ice Bowl. And like that, it then it doesn't end there. When it has a nickname like that, I won't be putting Alpine Valley on, uh, on, the, on the episode notes. It's going to be the Ice Bowl. It has to be a 10. 
I have no, like, there are no flaws about this at all. Uh, especially just how energetic everything continued to be and listening to the boot in, in the warmth of my own home and speaking about the show in the warmth of my own home, not getting to experience this. I I'm pleasantly surprised and thankful that this is in the lore of their catalog here. And it's a perfect 10. Huh? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not quite there. I think really? I, I saved those for like the top, top 50 you know kind of shows you don't that, think this is a top 50 show i i think it's close but i i don't think it reaches that like instant classic status so i'm gonna Ooh. i'm gonna i'm gonna give this one a nine still very good still very good a lot of great moments but i i don't think it's up there in that that upper upper elite echelon so i'll but i'm gonna give it a nine nothing like i said very good to listen to great love the era love that some great moments in it but i think it's it's just maybe missing just a couple of intangible things to get to that elite status so nine for me well i think our next rating is going to be pretty obvious <laughs> well i mean you know if you if you listen to this just in a vacuum and you take away all the context of the, of the show itself and everything i mean it's it really is it's a great set and i think you know for those that really like the the up-tempo, the rockers, the bangers, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, there's so many of them in this. And, um, you know, just personally, if I were to, you know, go through and rank, not that I have, well, of course I've done this, you know, I mean, look, look, look who we're talking to, right? It's just like, you know, never really done the, the rankings, right? I mean, so many of this, the songs that I have in my in my personal rankings were all, you know, they were, they were played here tonight and everything. So it's just like, you know, the set list itself is great. When you add in the fact that, you know, again, the you call it a degree of difficulty, if you will. Uh, I really just you have to give it a ten. I have to give it a ten at least. I mean, in, and I'm biased. I was there, but even even I think for those that weren't there and just kind of understand the you know the story behind it and just the fact that they pulled off a you know a, a two hour show, uh, you know, uh, in 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 very very cold weather, uh, and just kind of the lore behind it and everything. I mean, it's it is. It should be one of those shows that. Um, you know, again, you know, there's just the, the, it's, it's a named show. It's a show with a name. Right. And I think every one of those, um, you know, for, for positive reasons, of course, I mean, there's, there's shows that have names that of course, you know, for, for very bad reasons, uh, <laughs> this, this is, um, this is a 10. I mean, I, I, I give it a 10. It's one of the, it's one of the, you know, of the shows that I've been to, it's definitely one that, that, uh, you know, is, is incredibly memorable, um, you know, for all those reasons. So, yeah, I don't know how this can't be memorable. Like going back to what we mentioned before with the events that and being at the Winter Classic and being that cold, like you just you don't forget that. And that's why I had such a hard time thinking of a concert that I had been to that it was that cold. And I'm sure there have been cold concerts that I went to when I was, you know, 17 years old, 18 years old because I went everywhere, but uh, it's you you have to remember those moments if if i was at the show if i was 17 i would never forget something like this you just don't you just don't forget these moments so absolutely it's in pearl jam's lore people talk about it to this day whether it's a top 50 show or not uh, look i don't even know i don't know if it's a top 50 show i think it, it is close if it's not you know in the 40s or something like that it does deserve to be mentioned so and i think we made the case for it today for sure uh but kirk thank you so much for coming on the show telling your stories it was awesome we definitely you know we benefited i think everybody that listened to this benefited and i think a lot of people 
because this is a popular show. A lot of the Chicago people uh, migrated north to, to go see the show. So we have a lot of Chicago listeners. So I'm sure they listen in and, and they're nodding their heads to a lot of this. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember bundling up at this moment. I remember that. And uh, look, and if any of you are out there, get in touch with us on social media. Email us live on 4LegsPodcast at gmail.com. If you got your stories, let us know because obviously this is this is one where there are stories of. So if you want more Kirk, you can get his profile episode. It's going to be up on Friday, I think. Yeah, Friday. That makes sense. It'll be up on Friday uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash live on four legs. And once again, sir, we thank you Absolutely. for contributing you so to much. the show and telling your stories and everything like that. You're you're the best, man. Yeah, thanks a ton, guys. This is this is great. Uh, love it. Uh, love love the podcast, and yeah, really appreciate you having me on. No problem, man. And we'll do this again real soon. So, uh, to close it on out, uh, next week, since we are in the beginning of the month, we are going back to our year-long Seattle series, and we're doing things in chronological order here. So. We did 1991 to start. We're going to do 1992. And of course, when you think 1992 and you think Seattle, what do you usually think of? Maybe, maybe a park somewhere with uh, with some, something dropping in a park. Hmm. Oh, another another name title, that? another titled yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Is this is this a theme that we have going on? Uh, maybe maybe a two week theme. Uh, but yes, drop in the park. The show, the one that's immortalized just about everywhere you see Ed hanging from the rafters. Holy crap. Is he going to die? Yes, we will talk about that next week. No, he didn't die. Spoiler alert, he didn't die. And spoiler alert, we don't think he got hurt either. So we'll we'll talk about all that and we'll talk about how much the band probably had to panic during all of this. So uh, that's it. That's it. We're done. We will see you next week for Dropping the Park. This is the end. We may be here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways... As the song said, we heard earlier tonight, I miss you already, and I miss you always. Thanks again for Kirk coming on, telling all of his stories. Thanks again for John for putting up with me all the time, and uh, I'm I'm here as well. So we will see you next week for Dropping the Park. Let's get the fuck out of here somewhere warmer.
Thanks a lot to everyone who survived, who came and made it. Thanks a lot. We'll see you again. Thanks to the folks from Minnesota. Sorry. And uh, everyone, wherever you came from. If you're going to be there tomorrow night, I can't wait to see you. It's going to be nice and warm. And uh, you're also probably going to have a long trip out of here all together, so take care of one another, okay? You've been great so far with each other. Really appreciate it. From the bottom of our hearts. Love you. Get warm.